You are tuned into a Heads and Tails NFL Injury Report. For each week, we discuss the latest injuries and sports health buzz surrounding the league in an attempt to make football safer to play at all levels. Dr. Wazim Bush provides expert medical insight, while my buddy Josh Boyd keeps us up to date on all current events and provides play-by-play analysis. And my name is Kevin Song, and I provide the perspective of a former player with a passion for changing a football culture that nearly took my life. If this is your first time to the show, I recommend checking out some of the athlete and expert interviews that we have previously published on this podcast. For detailed show notes and videos from this episode, go to headsandtails.org backslash injury reports. And welcome back to an all new episode of the Heads and Tails Injury Report. We are currently going to go over the divisional round uh, playoff games from the 2018 NFL season. Um, It's just Josh and I this week. Candle, candle lit uh, <laughs> on the coffee table. It's a very romantic evening. We've been waiting for Waz to take a break just so it could be the two of us. Just the two of us. Back to the roots. Yeah, the roots. Got to dig your roots, as uh, FLGL would say. Oh, yeah, dig your roots. Yeah. You hate when I say FLGL. Yeah, it's yeah, it's fine. There's other things that I dislike more about you, Kev. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's messed up, dude. Um, all right, so this week's episode should be pretty straightforward and pretty short. There wasn't a ton going on, obviously less games. Um, so we'll start off with, uh, well, I'm going to introduce the games that are coming up for this upcoming week for the NFC and AFC Championship games, and then we'll kind of go into the games in the divisional round and kind of break down the injuries that occurred in those games. Uh, so... First up on Sunday, we got the Rams versus the Saints at 3:05. Um, so, Josh, you want to help break down the Cowboys Rams game? So, and that and that game was uh, Rams 30, Cowboys 22. Correct. So, uh, each year, AFC NFC uh, they flip the time slots back and forth for the championship game, so they alternate every year. So this year, we got the NFC uh, in the I guess earlier window at three o'clock. Um, Saints. Uh, as the one seed, um, as they beat the Rams um, earlier in the season, they got home field advantage, which in the divisional round played a pretty big role, I think, in all four of the games. Um, but the first game, uh, we're going to talk about Cowboys-Rams. Cowboys scored late um, to make it uh, a one-possession uh, score at the end, but uh, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't get the ball back one last time to try to tie up the game. Um, from an injury standpoint, not – a ton, um, really, for either team. The Rams are the Rams are pretty healthy going in into this game uh, against the Saints. I guess the biggest thing that we kind of talked about all year is Cooper Cup. Um, you would think if they lose eventually, that's going to come back and get them a little bit. But I mean, at this point, he's been out for 10, 12 weeks, so uh, it's nothing new that they have to deal with. Um, but and Todd Gurley has been a little banged up as of late, but correct. So that was the biggest thing with the Rams is Gurley missed the last three games of the regular season. Um, they sat him out. Uh, maybe if they were fighting for a playoff spot, he might have been able to play those last couple of weeks. But to play on the safe side and knowing they had a bye, they wanted to make sure he was 100% for the playoffs. And he looked pretty close to 100% against the Cowboys. He had over 100 yards. Um, and a, I guess pretty cool story from that game is their backup running back, um, who they just signed when Gurley got hurt. Um, so he's been with them for about probably about a month. C.J. Anderson um, also had over 100 yards. Uh, in the game and two touchdowns so we talked about him last week right 
Uh, Did we? I don't think so. Maybe I was listening to NFL radio and I felt like Probably. we were talking about him. He's been talked about a lot, but it's a, it's a pretty interesting story because he was uh, he was playing for the Broncos for a couple of years and then was signed in the offseason uh, by the Panthers. As uh, well, you know, a lot of these teams are using two running backs pretty significantly. Uh, so he got signed by the Panthers in the offseason to go along with Christian McCaffrey. Pretty good uh, change of pace running back for McCaffrey. Um, and then once the season started, the Panthers started playing McCaffrey uh, on 95% of snaps. He's a pretty, uh, he's a he's a pretty uh, multi-dimensional three three down running back. Um, but I mean, C.J. Anderson signed with them in the anticipation of playing a decent amount. Um, and I think the Panthers had to, that uh, expectation for him playing a lot too. And then once McCaffrey was playing as well as he was um, at the start of the year, it just didn't never kind of materialized so they released him uh, I think around week 10 of the regular season and he actually signed with the Raiders Um, and he was with the Raiders for six days (laughs) he was with the Raiders for six days Um, one one weekend wasn't active uh, for that one game again I forget who the Raiders played that week but um, he was on the team for one game and then they released him and then he was on the street for about a week and then the Rams picked him up and kind of like we talked about uh, last week, these some of these injuries that these teams have had later in the season give them the opportunity to see other guys. So the last three weeks of the regular season, uh, CJ, maybe that's what we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. CJ Anderson played played a decent amount, um, and in the last couple of games, he played really well. He had over 100 yards in those two games too, as they're featured back. Um, so going into the playoffs, uh, they I think the Rams knew that they didn't they don't have to play Gurley. Uh, 100% of the snaps um, and lean on him as heavily as maybe they were in the beginning of the season for as effective as he is. Um, they were confident in, in, in Anderson and it, it played pretty big dividends for them, especially against a, a Cowboys team who's been pretty good against the run all year. Um, so that's uh, just a silver lining in some of these injuries uh, for a lot of these teams, especially going to the playoffs is uh, getting to see some other guys and having confidence in other guys and the team having having confidence uh, in some of their backups that they can just uh, slide right in and, and be just as productive as, as some of the starters. Um, that's really it for the for the Rams game. Uh, I know Aqib Tlaib went out quickly um, at the beginning of the game. He got like a knee to the head and was went, went in, was being evaluated in the first half. And then once the third quarter started, he came back in the game. Um, so I'm sure he'll be, he should be good to go for this week against the saints. Um, and from the saints. So for the other game, uh, saints hosted the Eagles and Nick Foles and then their playoff magic. And, uh, they won 20 to 14 Eagles jumped out quickly, 14, nothing. Uh, and it looked like they, they might pull, pull the big upset. And then, uh, they didn't score another point for the rest of the game after taking a 14, nothing lead. Um, they had a late interception. Uh, by Nick Foles, it really wasn't wasn't at all his fault. Just went right through the hands of uh, Alshon Jeffrey as they were driving to try to take a take a late lead. Um, there were a couple injuries in this game that are of note. Um, I guess first for the Eagles since they're out, uh, Brandon Brooks, their right guard, who's a pretty good player for them, um, has a lower leg, Achilles calf uh, injury. We have a video of it. Um, a lot of people were saying how gruesome it looked. I can't see it, but I guess it's one of those things that when you see it, you know, yeah, it, that you can see how gross it is. But he was just uh, a normal blocking play uh, as he's uh, blocking a defensive lineman. I guess and just on one of his backpedal steps, it just kind of wiggles or pops. And that, I seem, can't, that I seems can't to be a common it, mechanism 
yeah. uh, for injury. We see a couple ACL injuries like that this year, and I, I think a couple uh, Achilles injuries. I think one of the Saints players also went out with an Achilles, and it was like a similar kind of thing. Yeah, they they were both both carted off the field. So I mean, Brooks, um, it'll be interesting to see if he's ready for the start of the year. Like, kind of like we talked about at the end of the year, these guys that have uh, these six, eight, ten month injuries in the playoffs. Uh, they kind of put themselves in jeopardy of the beginning of the next season. I mean, we're in middle of January. Uh, training camp starts late late July. So that's uh, my math is right. That's eight months right there. So we're basically eight months out from from the start of training camp. Now these guys don't need to be ready for the start of training camp, but um, the regular season is about nine and a half months away. So um, some of these guys, if there's any ACLs or uh, Achilles or these significant uh, leg injuries that require surgery, they, they, you're looking at um, missing some start of training camp and maybe even the start of the next uh, the next season. I feel like Achilles injuries are tough to come back from. I feel like uh, Richard Sherman, after since he's done his, like you don't really hear about him anymore. Yeah, he's also been on a kind of scuffling team, but yeah, you're right. But and he was also, I, I think, one thing with the AC or with the Achilles is, um, and this is, I think we talked about this with one of the Achilles, and I feel like we've had a lot of Achilles this year, is a lot of these guys that have Achilles injuries seem to be older players, right? mid, uh, mid-career mid to late-career guys, where um, I think, it, like you're saying, it's one of those things that's it's definitely hard to come back from, but, I mean, you don't see a lot of uh, um, these non not non-contact but not like uh yeah not like twisting or from 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 young from young players in the league that are tearing their achilles where um i i like i think richard Sherman was on the decline of his career anyway and then he ruptures achilles and now he's never right. he wasn't he was he was already on the back half and now it makes it even tougher yeah it's tough because not only it does it seem like achilles injuries come it later on in the career, but obviously when you're later on in your career, you're older and you don't recover as well. So you're kind of like burning both ends of the candle, as they say. Snowball effect. It yeah, all, it all kinda, starts to yeah. roll downhill really fast. Um, but the player we talked about for the Saints that we mentioned, Sheldon Rankins, uh, he's a defensive tackle for them. Uh, and he's a pretty good player. A lot of people are talking about this injury having a big impact on the Saints. Yeah, and I think it's, uh, it was the, it's the most noticeable or uh, noteworthy injury of any team that's still playing for this weekend. I mean, it's, it's the only, it's the only player of any of the four teams that, uh, that will be lost from, from an injury that occurred this past weekend that it's not going to play this weekend. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it could be a big thing, um, especially as well as the Rams have been running the ball. And obviously that was their game plan against the Cowboys was just to come out and run it. Um, and you would think their game plan against the Saints will be very similar, especially on the road, try to control the clock and uh, keep the ball out of Drew Brees' hands. That's how you're going to beat the Saints. Um, and uh, Rankins is one of their better, uh, if not best, interior run stuffers. Um, so I, I think this could, could very well have a pretty big impact uh, on the game. Um, and then just the last thing, we talked about a lot of the Saints offensive linemen who were uh, – kind of dinged up and had injuries late in the regular season. Um, they all played uh, against the Eagles. Um, you'd all expect them to play again uh, going forward this weekend. Uh, they'll probably be uh, limited in practice early in the week, uh, just like they have been the last couple of weeks. But when the game starts, I think they're, they're, they plan on having uh, a fully healthy, well, if not fully healthy, but a, a fully intact starting offensive line. Um, and then 
for anybody interested, uh, the Saints are three and a half point favorites in the for those who partake in that aspect of these these football games. So I'm guessing you dabble <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. But uh, like, that should be that that should be a pretty good game. I mean, the the, the NFC games were a lot more uh, competitive than the AFC games this past weekend. But uh, you would think both of these two games should be uh, should be very very competitive all the way through. All right, then we got. Uh, wait, you already did that. So, all right, then we're gonna move on to the Sunday game at six forty. So they're both Sunday games, but the six forty game, and that's the Patriots versus the Chiefs. Patriots at the Chiefs, another one where uh, you would see if home field advantage plays a pretty big role. These are probably two of the top three or four loudest venues in the league: Superdome and. Uh, uh, Arrowhead at Kansas City, these places get really, really loud. In the playoffs, you can sell. It, ma- it makes a difference. There was a lot of uh, tons of offsides and false starts in, in the game at Kansas City with the Colts and uh, even the, the game at, uh, at New Orleans with, with, with Eagles. The crowd makes a, makes a pretty big difference in these games. But um, first, we'll go through the Chiefs games. They're a little more, there's some more stories injury-wise, injury but uh, Chiefs pretty much handled the Colts from, from, from the get-go. Uh, they ended up winning 31-13. This game was never really a game from the beginning. Chiefs scored on their first two drives, uh, went up 14 nothing quick, and the Colts just never seemed to have it. It was uh, a winter weather uh, game, lots of snow, cold, and uh, football weather. Football weather, and it didn't. I don't want to say the Colts looked like they didn't want to be there. I know they wanted to be there. It's the playoffs. They're a dome team. They just they looked the, they looked a step slow. They look cold. They <laughs> they, they, they look cold and and, and a step slow. Um, but uh, I always find it interesting that the divisional round games, it's always, I feel like the divisional round games always have the biggest, uh, for as well as these teams that have the buys play in the wet regular season, a lot of the fan bases and fans of football always give the teams who won in the wild card round a really good chance to go on the road and win again. Um, because they played last weekend and they looked good and everybody watched them. So everyone sees how good the Colts looked against the Texans and everyone thinks, man, the Colts can do that going in Kansas City and they can do that again. Um, so And everyone saw how good the Chargers looked against the Ravens and they, man, the Chargers can go up and they can beat the Patriots. The Patriots have struggled this year. Um, so it's always interesting to see how teams will get on the bandwagon of the underdog for the divisional round games. And then once the game starts, they just get... You remember why the one team had a bye and didn't play last week, and the other, the other team was playing. Yeah, there's a reason for week. that. There's a reason for it. Um, but some of the injuries, uh, Sammy Watkins, uh, we talked about him last week with a foot. He was questionable coming in. Uh, he played, and he played almost the entire game. He played 92% of the snaps, uh, and it was his first game since week th- 11. So it's uh, probably about two months, a little more than two months probably. Um, so, And he's just another added weapon for the Chiefs' uh, offense and for Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes to, to, to play around with. It'll be interesting to see how the Patriots kind of game plan and who they want to take away. Um, and a couple other injuries for this for the uh, Chiefs. We talked about Eric Berry. We've talked about him all year. Um, didn't play against the Colts. I would kind of be surprised if he plays and, again. Uh, well, I learned that they activate him almost every week. He just doesn't play. Correct. It's interesting. For the last couple weeks i mean and and this is this is what has been so weird about it is a lot of times with these injuries we kind of touched on this last week but 
he was never put on IR. So like we talked about for say like Mike Wallace last 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 week, the Eagles wide receiver, who broke his leg week two, went on IR, missed eight weeks. Yeah, they practiced for two weeks, they activated him, he can play. Um Eric Berry's been on the active roster every week this season. He was never put on IR and he didn't get a he didn't get a helmet, he didn't dress, he wasn't on the forty six man game day roster until I think that uh Thursday night Chargers Colts game or Chargers Chiefs game, which was like week fifteen, I wanna say, week fourteen or fifteen. So, I mean, usually in most normal circumstances, if a team knows that a guy's not going to be ready to play until week 14, he's going to start the season on their injured reserve and they're going to activate him once you can start practicing. That's why it's just so weird about what this injury is and why, like, I don't know if they know or if they knew from the beginning what it was because this is, it's just really rare to see a guy um, miss so much time throughout the course of the season and never be put on injured reserve. Um, it's just so indefinite. Um, like I'd be surprised if he plays this week, but if they knew that he can't play, I would think that they would have put him on injured reserve after he played a couple weeks and said, okay, this isn't working. And you're not going to be able to play. You're not at 100%. We're going to put you on injured reserve, and we can use that. Like they need the, they could use the roster, roster spot for a healthy body. So, I mean, at this point, I would be surprised if he does play, but I, I guess it, it's really a – Really, nobody knows except for maybe Eric Berry. Um, but if he plays and he's close to what he normally has been in the past, which is an all-pro player, then I'm sure it'll help. But I can't imagine that he'll be that playing. I mean, he's played a quarter of three games this year. So um, it'll just kind of be interesting to monitor and see. And, and maybe if he doesn't play and then they win, now he's got two more additional weeks. And now maybe does he play in the Super Bowl? Um, that could be a pretty big injury storyline heading into that. Or if they lose, maybe we'll find out what actually needs to be done or what actually the injury was. Once right, the whole playing, time, yeah, yeah that they haven't been really honest about. More. Uh, only the last thing for the, for the Chiefs, uh, Spencer Ware, they're running back. Uh, he's got a leg injury. Uh, he's been out for the last month, four or five weeks. He's questionable again. He was questionable last week, didn't play against the Colts. I mean, but at this point, he was there. He was the backup after Kareem Hunt, and he was the first one to get a shot and played well for a week, but then he got hurt, and now they have this guy, Damien Williams, who's been killing it. So, I mean, even if Ware's healthy and active and plays, he's back to being the backup, and I would think Damien Williams will get the majority of the of uh, of the touches in, in this game coming up. So that's really really it for that game. Not not too much not too much else. Yeah, I put a an injury that didn't happen in this game, but it was a Colts related injury that I we didn't talk about ever that I thought was interesting and I was hoping Waz was gonna be here to kind of elaborate, but it's uh, Jack Doyle, the tight end for the Colts, uh, had a kidney laceration in week 12, and he's still recovering from that. So that's just an injury that we haven't really had on the podcast ever. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to hear Waz's thoughts. We'll bookmark but, it. Yeah, we'll bookmark it for next week. We'll talk about it. Um, and then Patriots injuries, nothing – didn't seem like anything really happened in that game in particular, but there was word that Tom Brady was apparently playing through an MCL injury since week 10 that we just heard about for the first time. Yeah, so, I mean, he looked looked fine on Sunday. So, I mean, it was – Patriots pretty impressive. Um, and they're they're pretty much in the same boat as, as the Rams, as the – as the visiting team going on the road in championship weekend and being, if not slightly, but 
definitely the healthier team, um, which is uh, a little bit of an advantage. Uh, and there's teams going on the road can take every advantage that, uh, that, that, that they can get for these championship games. But, I mean, the Patriots are almost fully healthy. They've had some injuries throughout the season, and all their guys are back and they're playing. Um, Gronk, again, has been pretty much uh, – they almost use him as a decoy. But the one thing with Gronk – um, and for as much as we've talked about him and as many injuries as, as he's had, I mean, I think he had one catch on Sunday, but regardless of how many catches he has, he's still such a tremendous run blocker that he makes a huge impact on the game. Yeah, there's that one touchdown that he, like, pushed the whole, like, Demolishes line. people, yeah. and which makes sense. He's so big, but and that's the part of it that just gets so rarely gets talked about because he's so big and he was so – It's not like he's not useful anymore. Correct. He yeah. was so, he's still a good football player. Yeah, he yeah. was so dominant for so long as a receiving tight end um, that I think people lose sight of the fact that – is he ever going to be 100% anymore? No. Is he ever going to be as explosive and dominant as he was three, four years ago? No. But is he still a huge asset when he's on the field for them? Yeah. Because especially though, like they, 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 they had a game plan and they came out and they ran the ball and they got out of the, they ran a lot of quick screens and draws and um, slants and they just tried to get the ball out of Brady's Brady's hands quick. But uh, and they're running the ball. Gronk's blowing open holes when they're when they're doing the, these uh, running back and wide receiver screens. Gronk's pulling out and lead blocking for uh, for for these guys. So he he has a huge impact on the game. Doesn't get talked about a lot. So. Yeah, and I think that's a great point, Josh, because I think as an athlete, and you know, kind of the premise of the Heads and Tails podcast is kind of like the life of an athlete, both beginning, middle, and end of a person's career. But I think an interesting point to make is like good athletes can adapt. And just because you're banged up and you can't be the flashy player that you used to be in the receiving game doesn't mean you're not a good football player. It doesn't mean you're not useful, still useful on the field. So if you kind of adapt your skill set to another role that you don't need to be that flashy guy anymore um, and you're okay with that, then you could still be making, you know, millions of dollars yeah. to, to block instead yeah. of score touchdowns. And that's kind of the interesting thing really with him that we'll see uh, really whenever the Patriots lose. Um and then they'll start talk, start talking about his his future because I mean he hinted, a lot of retirement talk. He, yeah. he hinted at retirement and he said that he doesn't want to play for anybody else but the Patriots. And I understand that. Um, and a lot of it comes down to do the Patriots want to pay him that much if he's not as statistically effective as he used to be? Will he take a pay cut if he wants to keep playing? Um, all that kind of stuff. But the other thing you have to think about is for as effective as he is in other areas. I mean. Okay, so he caught one ball. He probably had maybe three targets in in the game. When he was as dominant as he was before, as I as, as I've said, I mean, he was getting 15, 16 targets a game. And as as we've said, I mean, when he was getting targeted, he was getting hit. And he was getting hit in 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 ways that was leading him to injuries. I mean, if he's if he reduces his targets from 20 a game to 8 a game, he could be lengthening his career and he's lowering his chances for injury. Um, so, I mean, in my eyes, it kind of, a lot of it depends on money and what the Patriots are willing to pay him and what he's willing to play for. Um, but, I mean, the last six, eight weeks of the regular season with him, I mean, he's he's being used in a different role that seems a lot less, um, I don't know what the word is. He, he's at a lot less of a risk on a week-to-week -week basis 
as he used to be. Granted, it's still football. You can still get hurt. But when he was getting these legs and these back injuries, I mean, they were, th- when he's running the ball. They were throwing him the ball uh, like three, four times a drive because he was that dominant. He was open. And like we've said, the way people tackle him, I mean, there was only one way. And he, he's not as explosive like that anymore. And he, so he's not, as, he's not putting them, himself in as many, the multitude of situations that opens himself up for the injuries that he's had. So, I mean, I could, st- I could see him playing for three, four more years. Um, but how, how, Do you know how many years he's played in uh, the NFL? Probably eight, nine years, probably. Yeah, I mean, either way, that's like impre- an impressive feat I think for anyone to I last that long. I think he's 29 or 30. Um, so, uh, yeah. But uh, I, I kind of would be surprised if he retires uh, at all, just because, like I said, how effective he is. And it, it, but it's a little bit of a different role. Yeah, and the whole pay cut thing, you got to be okay with that. But Yeah, and I mean, and if they if they can swing it where they draft, a, say they draft a rookie tight end in, in, in the first round, an athletic uh, guy, and now he's their second tight end and they can use two tight ends again, I mean, and they can and yeah, the Gronk Hernandez combo. Correct, like that 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 same type of thing where he's going to get three, four receptions a game, and now he's the number two when he can still block. I mean, he's will could still be a really really effective player. Yep. Uh, just one more injury before we wrap things up, and that was uh, an injury to a Chargers player, Adrian Phillips. Their safety had an arm injury. It seemed like it was pretty significant, and I think he left the game, came back. Uh, I know Coach Lynn was called his performance heroic by playing uh, injured with the, with this whatever injury it was. Um, but I worked for Coach Lynn when when he was with the Jets. He was the running backs coach when I was like a equipment intern there, and he is like a old school tough guy. Like yeah, football coach speak. Fo- yeah, he's like as football as football gets. That guy. They're wired a certain way. Yeah, they're um, all the, they're all the same. But. So. Yeah, I'm not surprised by those comments, but um, so that's what I've said. Regardless, a lot of times, like same with uh, when we talked about McCarthy and how he talked about Rodgers being a, a warrior and all that stuff. A lot of these guys are uh, like one, they don't want to say what they truly feel a lot of times, and two, like this is how they've talked in terms of football their whole life. Yeah, their whole life. So when they get asked in the media about guys playing her and guys yeah, I'm not with injuries, it by any means. no, no, yeah. I'm just saying yeah. it's just it's 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 funny how a lot of these guys are so cut from the same cloth and they speak in all the same language a lot of times about being being tough guys and heroic performances and all that stuff. Yeah, but and to me, as long as you're not changing how you play with your because you're injured, then you you should be fine. If you're like a little less effective. But as long as you're not like changing your the how you play, yeah, putting yourself at yeah at greater risk for something yeah. different, yeah. Um, um, I guess, and then the last thing, as I said, with the Saints game, Chiefs are also three point favorites at home against the Patriots. So Tom Brady did make a big note after the game in one of his post post game interviews. Um, he he says he said specifically about how they're the underdogs and everyone who thinks, thinks they, they suck, suck this yeah. year. <laughs> Whatever. No one's ever said you suck, Tom Brady. I, I saw Barstool. Well, Barstool is like very pro uh, New England sports, yeah. obviously. But they posted a video that Tom posted, I guess, of him like working out the day after the game, listening to like Many Men, like the Fifty Cent song. <laughs> it's like, and they were like, "Oh yeah, watch out, Tom Brady's listening to Many Men right now." Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, should should be two good football games this weekend. Uh, one would hope. Um, and set ourselves for really like if you could pick 
one of the four possible Super Bowl matchups, um, again, you would think they they could they would be really pretty pretty uh, pretty good games um, and a lot and a lot of storylines. I mean, you could either have uh, two young star quarterbacks if you get the Rams and the Chiefs uh, with Goff and Mahomes. Um, and two offensive-minded uh, head coaches with uh, McVay and Reed, and in a game that we saw a couple of weeks ago on Monday night that was like 51-45, that was all points all the time. Um, you could get uh, two of the the two oldest starting quarterbacks in the in the league playing in the Super Bowl with Drew Brees, who just turned 40 today. Happy birthday, Drew Brees! Um, against Tom Brady, so you could have the 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 old guard. Um, or you can have a mix of both, and you can have a the young guy versus the a, a old young guy. guy versus. You can have golf, golf against Brady, or you can have Breeze against Mahomes. So uh, either way, very four four really high powered offenses, um, and you would think anyone that can m- find a way to muster up the m- the most defense and uh, with these next these games and in the Super Bowl might uh, probably come out on top. What team are you pulling for going into this weekend? I think I would like to see. Uh, I think I would like to see the young guys. I would like to see a Rams Chiefs rematch. I think that would be the most exciting uh, uh, Super Bowl game for me. Um, and two teams who haven't been there in probably the long, the, the longest time. I mean, the Rams were last in the Super Bowl with Kurt Warner, uh, and the Chiefs haven't been in the Super Bowl for God knows who long. Yeah, so, I, like, I I feel like that would be the most entertaining game to watch. Um, well, especially because remember that Monday night game. Yeah. Uh, that was like the points, high scoring, yeah, yeah crazy, a lot, of, uh, a lot, lot, lot of points. Super entertaining game, yeah, but yeah, I also have Mahomes on my fantasy team this year, and like I'm like kind of a Mahomes fan now yeah. because he was like so good for me all year. He's a baseball guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, he's a baseball guy. He what? was he was drafted out of high school. His dad pitched for the Mets, and he was he got drafted through like low nineties. He's got, from Texas. Yeah, and he got drafted to Texas Tech. He went to Texas Tech, yeah, and he got drafted late. It was like mid mid thirty rounds by the Twins out of high school, and he uh, he went to went to college to play uh, play football instead, and, and and that's been it. But but you you can see it with all of his different arm angles and everything. Yeah, he's he like does swings it. Yeah, he's like, like super athletic yeah, with. Uh, he's, he's 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 got the shortstop shortstop arm angle, which doesn't uh, you don't see a lot. He has uh, that no-look pass, too. Yeah. So, uh, either way, as long as the Patriots don't get in, uh, it should be a pretty good Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, I'm hoping Chiefs-Rams. Um, all right. Thanks a lot, Josh, for the lovely romantic evening, um, just the two of us. And uh, hopefully Waz will be back with us next week. <laughs>